Well, welcome <laughs> to another episode of the podcast, yes. which is what? Well, which this is can't be any rethink, more awkward rethink, all the time. Every time. <laughs> rethink. Relearn. Repeat. R3. Or no, R cubed. R cubed. God, it's got a three. Then you got to do this. Arr. Arr. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's it's the intro. It's so kitschy. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, Arr. You, does, does I just no, make you start just sweating? Like, yeah, the pirate thing makes me sweat. I'm sorry. I don't know. I I'm, I'm fidgeting now because oh I don't know what you're fidgeting. Anyway, we have an awesome guest today. We have a super awesome guest today. I'm super Amy excited. Amy Joe Maher is joining us from the multimedia uh, multimedia design technology MMDT program here at Ridgewater College. She has been with Ridgewater for 38 years. <laughs> I started when <laughs> no. I was 12. Sorry. <laughs> no. But no, that no, because you. I thought I've always thought you look so young too. I was like, I don't think Amy Jo Maher ages. I, I mean, she doesn't. <laughs> She, <laughs> online teaching has it, it stopped her aging, right? <laughs> right? So I'm super right, and I'm super excited to have you here and not talk about Illumin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to say that because I think people, like, I think people when they see me are like, oh, she's going to talk about development. I have a tattoo know? right here that says Illumin. <laughs> Stay away. We're taking it off for the show. So. Yeah, tattoo. We're going to erase the tattoo for this show. But we really want to talk about your journey. I think it would be where you started, where you're at now, um, what has happened um, in between, and what have you learned? And ready, you got 30 minutes, go. Okay. So no, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, no, and I think, I I think really on... when you think about it, right, I remember when I came to campus, you were teaching, I mean, I think it was called graphic design, mm -hmm. right? So your industry has changed a ton, and you're preparing people for the industry, and you had to then... Like you had to be willing to revamp, re relearn, re rethink, right? Absolutely. Yep. So, um, so I'll just start from the beginning. Sure. Um, so I started teaching in the late '90s, and back then it was traditional classroom. We had computer labs on campus. Students had lecture, and then they attended uh, the lab. Um, which was limiting because it was, you know, lab is, are these four hours this day and you have to get your work done all at that time. Sure. So um, as a college, they changed to a laptop lease program. Um, and I don't remember when that started, but students leased a laptop and that gave them the flexibility to do work at home. The quality but what, what even doing? happened between? Like, I keep what, thinking you're pointing at this, like, right. why is why can't you talk louder? <laughs> I was looking at <laughs> like, that. I don't know like, why you. <laughs> what what uh, life was good. Life in, was good in person. Yep. Um, this is very traditional. They they mm -hmm. came here. They used a computer. Yep. They got the skills they wanted. They went out, used those skills in the industry. But yep. what what even happened that first step? Like, what why would the school go and buy a ton of these? Chunky, bulky laptops. To check out for right, students. like early two thousands. Oh, yeah. yeah was it following heavy. suit with like other colleges, it or was it yeah. a, a, an yep. enrollment? Well, piece and it or? was. It was really. Um, students were just limited. You know, they couldn't. Sometimes students aren't creative from one o'clock to four o'clock in the afternoon. Sure. Oh. You know, and so they wanted evenings, and we couldn't always have the college open with supervised labs in the evenings. Um, and so that really triggered, and it was kind of a, a switch in education where laptops were becoming a thing, right. you know? I mean, people were having, you know, working on laptops more than desktops. Yeah. 
Um, and so, yeah, so the college tried it and it was um, the computer systems technology program, drafting and multimedia. So we were the three programs that did the laptop lease. It was really cool because we could put the software on it um, because it was a leased computer. Students could buy the computer at the end for a dollar. Nice. Super cool deal. Oh, wow. Um, so, and then for our case, when you say the software for you, it would be the Adobe. It can't call it the creative suite at the time. It can't even call it the creative cloud. Individual, yeah. individual apps that they put on there. Okay. Yeah. Um, so along that, so we started with that laptop lease program, um, and I don't remember, it ran for quite a while. Um, within that time, um, online started becoming like a little word in education, like, right? Like, you know, online. So in 2007, I just looked this up because I could not... When things don't go right, bad things don't stay in your mind. Right? Yeah, right. Absolutely. We always forget the bad stuff. Right. right. Yeah. That's yeah. A, totally. That is a safety mechanism in our mind. It really is. We yes. don't really remember is. the bad it stuff. It is. So, Seven. 2007. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I totally forgot about this. I've been talking about online and people ask me and like wiped it from my memory. And so I started to look and like, <laughs> oh, that wow. really happened. That was that okay. year. Yeah. So, 2007, I'm going to be cool and I'm gonna do an online course, right? Students have the laptop lease, they can do this, right? And it'll be easy, right? Oh, it'll all, be all easy. I have to do I, is- I'm really organized, I, and I am. I'm pretty, like, my forks are lined up in the row, right? My glasses are organized by kind, size, color, everything, it does right? not surprise me. Okay. You should really meet my sister. <laughs> You'd be best friends. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm organized, this'll be just fine. So I believe it was fall of 2007, on uh, typography and color theory class, basic foundation. It was a first year course. Um, I offered it online. And to me, I'm organized. I'm just going to say these are the weeks. This is the chapter you read. This is the assignment. Good luck. Yep. Guess what happened? Bomb. Bomb. Yeah. Absolute <laughs> failure. I yeah. mean, like, I mean, I had like an embarrassable amount of failing students. It was terrible. Like I had to apologize to them all because it did not go well at all. Um, it was bad. It but was terrible. In your defense, students were different in they 2007 were. and they, they weren't as tech savvy because the technology just didn't exist. Right. Yeah, we didn't have phones. Right, 2007. I don't think we had. Well, we had phones. It wasn't like <laughs> we, we didn't have mobile We didn't phones. have we were, phones. We had to call the operator. Come on now. We we weren't texting each other 25 no. times a day. No. no, and I didn't record any lecture videos. Sure. I just you know here are the notes that I use when I give this lecture. You can read through them. You can read through the book, and then you can do the assignment. Yep. It was terrible. It was horrible. So I'm like, whoa, never doing that again. Right. Right. Um, then round. Three years later, like in 2010, we started using WebEx to record. Um, and so sure. I thought, well, this is a great idea. So what, is, what is WebEx? How is WebEx, WebEx different from um, just giving them everything right. and so letting it do it on their own time? I was still teaching traditional classes, um, but I was recording them. So it was like they were a live studio audience sure. um, and I recorded it. And it really, this what the feedback I got, um, students liked to listen to the lecture a second time amazingly. They liked it when they're doing assignments, like, I just went back to this one part when you were talking about how to do this, and I listened to that, and then I did my assignment. So um, I'm like, cool, I'm onto something here, right? This is working, they like it. So um, that's when I started thinking, oh, maybe we could try online again, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe Dip I my toe back in that water. <laughs> right. yep. I was, I was, I mean, it was, it, that really hurt me when that, when students did so poorly, 
with that first online, my first try it online. But I think you just hit something super, super important, Amy. You knew it, you knew it went bad mm -hmm. and you were transparent with the students. You were like, I didn't do this well. Like, I think a lot of us would say, and, and I, and I own this in myself. I am, firstly, I want to push it off on them. They were bad that, students. That's right. Like, the, like you don't want to. human nature. Yeah, it is. Right. But, but to take that ownership and, and be willing to come back later on and go, wait, I know something more now. Let's try it again. And that's, that is such a testament to being a learner and educator versus just, here's what I know. Like you are willing to continually learn and better yourself. And that is, That's that is an amazing quality to have. And we are so blessed to have teachers like you because you're willing to do that. So you can keep talking now, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So we did the recording with WebEx for a few years and in around 14, 2014, um, game changer, I took that um, Quality Matters class yep. um, and pushed my classes through the quality, quality Matters rubrics, learned a ton about online teaching, a ton. Um, and that's when I started putting my classes online. Um, so I started recording lectures and that same year I started using Camtasia to record lectures. Oh, sure. So I was posting and I wasn't recording, you know, a huge, you know, two hour lecture. Well, and it that's was, what's different between that and the camp and the and WebEx, WebEx Because it. it was one huge unedited lecture with WebEx. And just it was just It was just the whole thing. Right. From the minute I walked in and pressed record to the minute we ended class and I shut it off. Right. Um, so, and that was a thing, a piece I took, I guess, from the WebEx is that students were saying, well, I'm just listening to this part, this part. Or they would say, when did you talk about this? Because I just want to listen to that in the video. Sure. So when I started using Camtasia, I started just little tidbits, like, you know, each little task, each little technique, each little topic is its own video. Right. So students might have, you know, eight videos to watch in a week, or they might have sometimes 20, you know, but, but I say, you know, your attention span is, you know, five minutes. I mean, it used to be seven minutes. We could watch a video, not anymore. Um, we're instant, right? So the shorter the video, the more they're going to watch it and they can go back and just watch that one. Well, and that, that's the key part, right? Is you have a favorite part in your Netflix show or the movie you're watching, <laughs> and then you search for it for how long to find it again, mm -hmm. when it's broken into either chapters or separate videos. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a usability issue. They can go back in and they can, they just, they want to talk about the, the primary colors and they know that it's called primary colors. So they can go back in and watch that bit of it. I have learned so much right now. Just researching to through everything. Right. Well, because I do, I, I record like a 45 minute conversation. Like I will record a lecture for 45 minutes mm -hmm. in my lit class. Right. And then they go and they do activities throughout the week asynchronously. But that lecture should not be 45 minutes. It should be maybe three 10 minute lectures. Yep. You know, one on each of the pieces and not, oh man. Our attention span is not there. I mean, you think if you were to sit down and watch a lecture, like an Next hour lecture, right? Next semester students will be thanking you, Amy. <laughs> yeah, <Joe>. right. <laughs> it's been, it, it, and, and the other benefit, so we have a very fast pace changing. I mean, the, the industry changes I can read your yearly, mind right now. Right? Yeah, and yep. so some of the theory stays the same. Some of the, say, tools in a software will stay the same, but a lot of it does change. And so now I don't have to go back and record huge, long lectures. I can just report, you know, re-record those little pieces to right. update the content. So I'm constantly oh, yeah. updating. And the other benefit is, you know, I run it through um, 
to get closed captioning. So that's the oh, other sure. thing I've learned because I've had had a need for that in courses, which opens up, you know, of course, a whole larger range of demographic for students. But um, you know, it's just easier to manage too. <laughs> just, oh, for you know, sure, so much easier. I to thought manage. you were going to go down the path of saying that. Um, I guess I can't read your mind. I thought I could. <laughs> right. I We've thought we've been you working could read together minds. now for seven years, and I, I can't read your mind. Are you tinfoil or trash panda? I'm today. I'm trash. Now I'm tra today. I'm trash panda. <laughs> <laughs> right, because we have all these days in between filming these podcasts. Right, all these days. Um, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that students can actually watch your videos instead of at one x speed. Oh yeah, they can they <laughs> can speed it up because we can process audio information yep. typically so much, faster. so much. That's why Whoa. a lot of us have said the same thing when we're talking to each other. Why does that guy talk so slow? Like, have we not all said this at certain yes. times about? Yes, 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 yes. yes because absolutely. we, we want to finish their sentence. Yep. Well, yep. now you can actually in in the videos mm -hmm. that Amy Maher has recorded, you can go in, and if they're on YouTube, you can do this. Yep. If they're within our own system of media space, you can do this, mm -hmm. and you can set it to one point two, one point five. If yes. you're really on fire and you had your caffeine, you can put it on two x and listen to. I know to, that happens. I, I my, it does. My, 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 daughters, my, yep. my son does the same thing yeah. because yep. he's like, well, the lecture is taking an hour, but if yep. I listen to it on one point five, it's only like you know 35, 40 minutes. Right. And he's like, and I, because yep. I was like, can you can you understand it? And he's like. Yep. Yeah, and he says they don't. Nobody talks as fast as you do in real life, anyway. <laughs> <Like, laughs> right? right. My daughters were listening to. They they do all their recording lectures, and I'm like, "Who's your chipmunk instructor?" Like, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh no, I'm in two times speed," you know. And they just are cruising through it. So, I mean, I guess if the students are getting it and it works, why not? But well, and like, students aren't like students we were, right? And and again, if. Who are we teaching to? Are we teaching to ourselves or to our students? Yep. So we have to rethink how we come at our students because they're not us. Right. <laughs> I'm unfortunately, you know, 25, 30 years yeah. out from right. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's step back to 2013, 2014. Mm -hmm. You said that you, you kind of made the leap and you made the jump and you went ahead and did it. Was it because you're a risk taker? Was it because, <laughs> what, what was the, the moment, what was the reason um, at that point in time that you just had to, you're like, I'm, I'm going to do this. I know the WebEx thing has been successful. I've got some other tools, technologies coming along. Mm -hmm. The students seem to be getting it. Uh, but what was, what was, was there another reason why at 2014? Mm -hmm. There was, there was a huge push. Full transparency, my enrollment was not good. I was in the unhealthy stage for a program. Um, and basically, you know, pulling, we, ha we had a bubble come through with enrollment within our local um, you know, employment options locally, sure. you know, it pushed right. a huge group of students to Ridgewater. And, yep. and that was great. That was kind of during that time of things are was great. Was that layoffs Webex. from one of the local yes. businesses? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I and remember after those, those days. people kind of came through, <laughs> right, that was a bubble. And, and, and honestly, my program was struggling big time. And, you know, it was just, I was pulling from the Hutch community. I was not in Wilmer at that point. Um, and I was, it was, it was a struggle. Um, yep. So, I was advised um, by administration that maybe I should look at online. Yeah. Um, and it was a blessing. It has changed. I have students from many different states. Um, I have students that will never set foot on Wilmer or Hutch campus. I have to, so the question I have, and I think I told this to you, Wade, when we talked about inviting Amy onto the show, was you teach in this online environment, right? And one of the things I always think about is, 
in my whole ungrading world that I live in, right, is moving away from transactional in the classroom, like going for the points or this or that or the other thing and moving back to like a relationship with the students. And you in the online environment still manage because I know I've had your students in class before and they are like Amy Maher, cheerleaders. Like they are like, you have built relationships with them and you do it while being not present with them in that way. And I'm just super interested in, in what you do or how you think about serving your students in a way that builds that relationship, even when you're not face to face. And that's so important. And that was, I guess, something that I've constantly researching, looking for ideas, um, building that online community. So, um, and, it, and it's, it, it's a continuous development, right? I'm constantly trying new things, but I think first is just to get to know them really well. The first couple weeks, you know, introduction, I, I reply. So I have everyone introduce themselves and I spend time to do like a paragraph reply to right. each individual. And I, I say, hey, I let my stupid humor come out, you know, and I'm like, you know, I, I, I get to know who they are as a person. I get to know their family. I get to know, you know, if they have a job, if where, where they live, what are their hobbies. And so I can connect back You're to invested. that. Yeah, and I in and, and the other thing, you know, not you know not necessarily just in the online platform of you know D two L and and in discussions, but you know students, I encourage them to email me, um, and I Monday through Friday, I'm you know if I get an email, I have it up, I have it up all the time, and the minute I get an email, I drop everything and I reply to them. I don't care. I mean, if I'm recording a lecture, I'll just stop and I'll reply to them because I know that right now at this moment they need my help, um, and I think. You know, with online, sometimes we're removed from that and we're like, well, I'll check email on, you know, eight o'clock in the morning and then I'll check it tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. But I'm constantly there. Um, if they're working on an assignment, they need help now. You know, this is the time that they have to work on an assignment. So I need to answer their question now. Um, and I think that, you know, they learn that that I'm there and I'm I'm open and I'm, you know, the you know, non-judgmental. It's 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 just I just want to help them. And I'm, I tell them I'm their coach, you know, I'm. I'm here, I'm their cheerleader, you know, I, I just, I, whatever, you know, if they, they ask for an extension, at least they cared enough to ask for the extension, whether it's legit or they're lying to me. I mean, they could be poorly, but I, but they cared enough to ask, so I'm going to work with them. So, and, But that speaks to, you're willing to trust them. You know, and, again, it, it speaks to you are treating them like humans. Mm -hmm. And I think in return, then they right. are willing to ask for the extension, even if they're totally right. BSing you, right. but they're willing to ask <laughs> right. for it, you know, so yeah. you... And I, you know, I really, they're my, I'm equal to them. And that's how I've really tried that. You know, I'm, I'm the same as you. Um, so it's not that I'm a superior figure. I'm, I'm, I'm your coach. I'm well, not your instructor. I'm here to help that you. Guide. So. Yeah. That is so important. Mm -hmm. So important. Not a sage on the stage, but a guide on the side. Mm -hmm. Nice. nice. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Nice, Are you saying nice, you've never baby. heard that before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, but you yeah. both went, nice. <laughs> it was so smooth. Yeah. Sage yeah. on the stage. Yeah. Guide on the side. Um, other questions that come to mind. Uh, do, you have any, do you have any advice for somebody who maybe is 
wanting to try to do some online stuff. Or is terrified. Or is terrified, but <laughs> absolutely. Little bits at a time. I mean, it just, it, it morphs. It, you know, like my first time was a bomb. I just, I fell flat on my face and I'm terribly embarrassed about it. I'm very sorry to those students for doing that. But you're probably so grateful that you did it and didn't give I up learned. and moved on yeah. to a different industry. Yeah. And I, you know, every year it, I try new things. Um, you know, one of the things, something to build that community online too, as I think about that, you know, initially the first few weeks of the semester, I'm super involved with, you know, we do, we do show and tells, we critique, we're a visual, right? We're, they're building visual assets, visual, visual projects. And so, you know, I, I'm really in depth with feedback, you know, and spend a lot of time, but I start to fade away um, about now, actually, because I find that the students step up and there's that comfort level of sharing and critiquing but with positive feedback that that it you know i feel like i'm kind of like this is how we do it and then they start being very more and more confident and comfortable and they start taking over and i sort of you know I, i'll step in every once in a while but i just let them have that conversation and let them go and i think that they learn a lot doing that as well and, and, it, and it, it for them yeah, yeah, you we're, model we're, it for them, and then you're able to, as they take ownership of it, they have student. Right. You've given them agency and ownership of their learning. Mm -hmm. So, and we see this in in-person teaching also, where if it's a four-semester program, mm -hmm. you're totally hand-holding the first semester. So, I, I'm I'm actually taking your model from a one 16-week class and, and kind of spreading it out, and then the second semester they'll they need some hand-holding, mm -hmm. right? And then they become a little bit more independent, mm -hmm. a lot more independent, maybe after summer in that third semester, mm -hmm. which is just after mid-semester, which we're, we are right now. And by the fourth semester, they are, they're really kind of uh, doing it on their own or in groups, but there's less involvement. They check back in, but the, they're flying. Yep. So they're you've confident. done that. They've built the confidence. Right. You know, they feel confident in the skills they have learned and enough to share and critique others on those but I find it interesting that you've done it on a class level because your program doesn't necessarily um, thrive in the prerequisite mm -hmm. model. Um, they can kind of stagger their class. They can take what they want without taking previous classes. So oh, there is so you're no not first, one of those second, programs. Third, fourth right, like semester. You. We're even less now. So we were very much first, second, third. It was all laid out. And now if they want to take a commercial one class, which used to have a bunch of prere prerequisites, um, prerequisites. <laughs> a bunch of prerequisites Sorry. that has now changed to um, to accommodate the students, and yes, I think that that's, that's exactly what is, even that, that happened along the same timeline as as moving fully online. As I removed all prereq any kind of prereqs from a course, so they yeah. can just they have and to I fulfill get, the program, but they can take it as they. But I can have anybody take classes, so. Um, people in industry just come back because they want one class or liberal arts and science students come in to take because they're interested or i have i have some students from another school um, that aren't offering some of the classes i they're in a design program but they don't have some of the courses so they're taking courses from me right now see this is all about putting the student needs first instead of forcing them into a program if they just want to take your InDesign class because maybe they're now working part-time for the newspaper and they need to lay out some stuff but they don't have that specific skill set. They don't need to enroll in your program um, and take a bunch of classes that aren't of interest to them. They can focus and then we as a college don't, don't force it on them to take other classes. If they find that enjoyable and useful, they might take some 
other other classes, but it's not necessary. And that is that's a mind shift from how college used to be. Mm -hmm. Especially technical oh, college. Much. Absolutely. Very much. Very much. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. we really focus on career goals rather right. than completing a, you know, set degree. It's, right. it's all about But the, the set degree goals. works for a lot of students. I don't want to does. say that, that no, that's and it's important, not a good model. Right. But I think there's a difference between expecting our students to be college ready and us being student ready. Yeah. And college ready is you walk through yeah. this process and take these because yeah. I told you yeah. this is what you're yeah. supposed to do. And being student ready is saying, but here's what you need to fulfill the program and you can do it mm -hmm. in the way that works best for you. Absolutely. I yeah. think it all boils down to customer service. I mean, whether it's it's responding to the emails as soon as I can, or you know, meeting them and telling you know, helping them with the exact classes they need for their career or to improve skills or whatever it may be. It's all about customer service. Yeah, absolutely. Which which sometimes means showing your vulnerabilities. Absolutely, and because, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's that's important. That's what makes you authentic. That's yeah. one of the reasons why the students are drawn to you and your classes, and uh, they they find it authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when you're willing to be authentic and you're willing to be transparent and you're willing to say, I'm going to make mistakes mm -hmm. and we're going to get through it together, yep. right? Like students just sort of give you a little more grace and respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes a huge difference. All right, so um, we talked a little bit about your successes and what has gone right and also what's gone wrong. Do you have any final like challenges that... Yes. You want to discuss that you've talked, that you could talk about, and I guess that kind of fits into the advice of, of how other people could do it, but uh, challenges. Challenges is time management. Yeah. Oh. So it takes a lot more time to teach online than it does traditional. It seems people have that, like, oh, online, it'll be easy peasy. Record it once, walk away 10 years later, no. revisit it, and... Well, and it comes back to the, you know, I'm, I, I'm there for the students as much as I can be. It's not that I'm walking into the lecture at, you know, 1 o'clock and leaving at 3. So, you know, and the time management is, con like, I'm constant. And it, it takes a lot of time. It just, and I'm, again, I'm the little, you know, I don't know. I like things organized. I give my students checklists. I have everything categorized in D12. I have it by modules and they have lecture information. They have lecture recordings. They have resources or inspiration and they have the assignments. And, yep. you know, I, and I, I structure it so it's exactly the same in all of my classes. And the other thing is that I can't leave things alone. Um, and so, you know, I look at results. Both a good and a bad trait. Yeah, yeah, mean. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good, right? It is good. Because that's, but it's bad because I constantly, I, I have notes on my computer after each week for each class, what went right, what went wrong, what am I going to do next year? Um, you know, and I'm constantly finding things and, oh, I'm going to put that in this class and, oh, this is now old. I can't do, you know, that's old and this is now new. And I mean, constant, 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 constant. But I think, I think that's something we can, because in, sometimes in liberal arts, right? Like when you teach composition, how hard, I mean, how many times does that change? <laughs> right? But I think when I think about it and I parallel to what you're saying, it's it's like, but this novel yeah. will connect with my students better and help them think about these essays over here versus just saying, well, we're going to read this book for the rest of eternity, you know? And I think, but in doing that, it's a blessing and a curse because then you are reinventing yep. constantly. Yep. But I think in in because you work on the technical side and with industry, 
that is far more natural for you. And it's something that people on my side of the house in liberal arts mm -hmm. should be listening to because things do change. And we do need to think about this book that my students have read for the last 10 years. They aren't the same students. This isn't pertinent information. It isn't going to affect them the way I want it to. And so I need to rethink about how I'm coming at this class and material. Mm -hmm. And we can learn that from the technical side of the house. Well, I mean, somebody had said recently that if you if you don't talk about COVID at all in, in some of your stuff, you might be doing it wrong. And that students want current events, yeah. right? You right. Can't, if you're giving examples still from like when you were in high school, <laughs> And, and right, they and, are. And like, and they that's vintage, though, and so it's cool. Oh, that, oh that's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. As yeah. opposed to like being up to date on right. not just trends, but just yep. you know pop culture and what's mm -hmm. going on, and especially in I, the, our industry connects to that. The visual very, communication yeah. industry. Oh, for sure. Very mm -hmm. much for sure. On it. Uh, I have to tell a joke. So I went to college to be a math major, um, and I was going to be a math teacher. That's what I initially went for. And I always joke, I'm like, dang, I should have been that math teacher. How often does math change? <laughs> but you know, so the funny this thing is, crazy one of our you earlier, say that. so one of the podcasts in our series that we've done was with Mike Steve talking about math and quantum. He's going to get mad. But no. How, yes, no, but no. how much it, it has changed, changed him yeah. and the way he thinks about students and yep. the way we come at teaching math. And right. well, all the way right. down to like the specifics of like, social media and what's shared on social media and how you need to look at that and analyze that. And, and he was thinking it from a math perspective. And, and But design, how design uh, implicates us. I mean, how we think differently based on a design. Right. Yeah. No. Totally. We're all connected, Wade. Yeah. We're all connected. We're all friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're going to kick us out of this room I know, now. I know. So right. we have to let Amy go. Okay. Can we end it? We would like to first of all thank her, probably. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Amy Jo. <laughs> thank you for, for having me. This was great. Thank you we for coming and talking to us. Yeah, I really, really enjoy, especially when I can come in and Wade takes over a little bit, because sometimes I feel like I talk a lot. But Wade was like, I'm so excited for Amy Jo. Oh. I'm like, I am too, because I get to just listen and learn. Like, I just felt like this was going to be so much learning for me, and it totally great conversation. was. So good. Yeah. I'm glad. Thank you. We'll have you back on um, when things adapt and we have to pivot again some right when other you start direction. teaching from a drone then we'll have amy <laughs> yeah, back on that's, absolutely we always learn a lot from you amy thank you thank, thank you so you. much thanks for having me <laughs>